welcome back Hello. to Talking Shit with a Yank and a Brit. How's everyone doing? Well, I'm good. I mean, How about you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Well, I think we have some listeners because we got our first episode published. Oh, yeah, we did. Ooh. I'm Kate, by the way. I'm the Yank of this duo. And uh, I am Gemma, the Brit of the duo. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. But back to our publication of our first episode. That is an exciting milestone we reached. And uh, thank you to all of our 10 friends and family who've listened, <laughs> reviewed, shared. How many downloads did you say we had at last glance, Gemma? Uh, I believe it was like 68. So pretty good. That's nearly a hundred, which is nearly a thousand. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, mom, for uh, downloading on every device you own. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though, um, it, it was a little nerve wracking for me once it was published because I immediately thought, oh, no, it's out there. But mm. we got some good feedback from people, didn't we? Yeah, it's been really nice, actually. Um, obviously, worried about what we talked about because I couldn't remember. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, feedback has been good. Um, so we're going to continue talking shit until we run out of things we to die. talk about. <laughs> <laughs> until we die. <laughs> um. I think that gen some just some comments that I can share. Uh, everyone that I know thinks you're really funny, Gemma. And Ugh. the feedback I got is uh, two people said my my voice sounds sultry. So uh, thank you very much Ooh. for that. Oh, well, we'll call you sultry Cade from now on then. I think uh, it's important to note that I'm not funny, I guess. And I think I'm fucking hilarious. So... <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I think you're fucking hilarious too. So, thank you. There's my feedback. All right. <laughs> well, so, this is the third episode. Oh, well, I was just going to say this is our third episode, and uh, since we've started doing this, I haven't been up to a great deal. Um, let's see. I showered, and mm -hmm. good. I, uh, you know, solved world hunger. Oh, wow. And I organized my closet. How awesome. about you? Well, spring cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't feel like it, but yeah, I guess. Uh, what have I been doing? Um, I mean, the usual work. Uh, I went to a gig on Monday, actually. That was really good. It was the first gig I've been to in ages. One uh, where you weren't performing? No. Just went up to London and watched a wonderful artist called FKJ. Oh. Um, one of my favorites. And it was fucking awesome. I'm not familiar with that artist. Is it someone I, worth listening to? Yes, I would highly recommend. Um, he's okay. like a multi-talented, multi-instrumenty, <laughs> if that's a term. Uh, <laughs> you're the so music like, person <laughs> I know um, so he plays loads of different instruments and like builds the songs loops it up and builds the songs um, it was amazing so 
check him out it's really good well there you have it folks recommendation from Gemma FJK do it maybe we'll have him on one day maybe I mean (laughs) we're getting that big so I'm ready to quit my job so so (laughs) when's that happening (laughs) our listeners range from Omaha Nebraska shout out to Cassie Levi and Rocco Raccoon uh, and some uh, DC folks uh, hi Jen and Izzy and Hanan and my friends Allison and Ryan, who are in Texas and currently Cincinnati. How about you? Um, I mean, most people that listened in my group were in England, which is a lot smaller, um, <laughs> mainly located in the southeast of England, really. However, we did have one listener all the way down under in Australia. So shout out to Claire. Uh, I think we're going to get you on as a little guest one day. Uh, and I'd like you to give me some feedback on my Australian accent. Okay? Ooh, me too. Look what I found. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can do. <laughs> and that is an impression of um, Claire's daughter, who Kate has never met, um, finding a spider in not just any spider actually a black widow spider in the back garden when i was visiting her many years ago (laughs) it's sort of an inside joke now so i don't even know claire knows about that so there you go oops (laughs) she's fine daughter's fine (laughs) yeah she's fine she didn't die spider didn't bite her um yeah other than that not really been up to much obviously we published the podcast which was really exciting um, Bravo to you for doing yeah. all of the work on that. Well, thanks very much. I'm just, you know, multi-talented in everything I do. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, really, a master of all trades. Mm, Google's really helpful, and YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, here we are on a kind of a sunny, kind of warm day in Minnesota. Ooh. That's exciting for you. It's been raining all day here. What? I know. Since when? Can you can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been raining for about three months, actually. Ew. How do you keep your hair so nice? Um, I just don't go outside. <laughs> Fair. Me neither. Just stay indoors <laughs> at all costs. <laughs> Interesting you mentioned that. I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that later today. <laughs> yeah. Indeed we are. Um, so I thought I'd kick things off today. Catherine. Kathy. Yeah. Kate. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kathy's your favorite, isn't it? Oh. Mm. <laughs> no? Okay. We'll stick with Kate. It wouldn't be that bad if the intention behind it or the meaning behind it wasn't so disgusting (laughs) because if I recall well if I recall Spaffy Kathy (laughs) is how it started (laughs) oh yeah thanks Alex Stone (laughs) Spaffy Kathy could you explain for the listening audience at home what that means 
I don't know what that means. Um, I think it has something to do with ejaculation. Yeah, my immediate thought was spunk, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So maybe yeah. it's just that you're a really spunky character. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. But yeah. Kathy is not a name I go by, generally. No offense to all the Kathys of the world, but uh, yeah, I prefer Kate. Okay, sorry, Kathy. I'll accept a Catherine. <laughs> okay. But I allow some of my favorite people to refer to me as Kathy. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I've got a bit of a oh. cough. <clears throat> you okay, baby? Yeah, I'm okay. I just had COVID the other week and oh. it's hanging on from that. So. Mm. Story of our That's lives fun. these days, huh? Uh, it was horrible, to be honest. Um, got it real bad. This wasn't your it's first time, was it? Blue. No, second time. Mm. Um, oh God, it's just like really fucking knocks you out. I mean, obviously it's different for everyone. Um, but yeah, it really knocked me on my ass. And just like weird things, like your eyeballs hurt. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, why do my eyeballs hurt? Um, oh, fuck nice. COVID, man. Fuck COVID! I'm sick of you! Well, I'm glad you're on the mend, but I am sorry that there's still some lingering effects. Yeah, it'll go eventually. You can still sing, right? Well, I couldn't actually for like a couple of weeks. <sighs> Just had nothing in me, but it's kind of come back a little bit this week. Thank God. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what am I going to do? It's fine. Do you have any gigs coming up? Um... Not in the immediate future, no. We've got a few booked for, like, May. Uh, and a potential <laughs> festival, actually, on one of the Channel Islands. I want to come. Will... Yeah, come. Okay. I'll be there come tomorrow. To Sark. Awesome. Um, okay, so... I thought I'd kick things today. off with... Yeah. Um, we talked a bit about dating on our last episode... Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me think of when I started delving into online dating, I was coming across loads of terms and acronyms that I had no idea what they meant. Um, and as you've been married for approximately 35 years now, <laughs> uh, I, I thought it would be funny to see if you know what these terms mean. I've been married since before dating. <laughs> since before dating started. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is going to be fun because I'm not going to know anything. Okay, so I think we spoke about one offline, which was ONS. Mm-hmm. I had um, no clue. I had no clue. Saw it on a someone's profile. This is the problem is I have to I look at people's profiles and I have to Google shit because I don't know what anything means. Um, and ONS apparently means one night stand. So, okay, that simple was new to me. Yep, new to me too, but simple. So, I mean, if we're gonna just be doing acronyms, I think I could probably roll with that. But I, I get the feeling that uh, <laughs> it's not gonna be quite that simple, is it? No, it's never that simple. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll do a few acronyms first. Uh, 
<laughs> See if you know what these mean. So there's DTF. Okay, I do know that one. Down to fuck. Oh, yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what do I get? <laughs> you get a gold star for that one. Yes, I love gold stars. Um, MBA. Which is Mother Bravo Alpha. Masters in Business Administration. (laughs) (laughs) They're bragging about their degrees. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's what that one means. No, that's that's married but available. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so basically signaling that they are married. But some ha- whether this is true or not, have an agreement with their spouse that they can like step out. Yeah, or are just looking to cheat, I guess. That was going to be my question is if you saw that, would you be like, mm, no, there isn't some sort of yeah. open agreement here between the two of you, is there? No, I mean, there, I have come across profiles where they're quite honest about being in an open relationship. Um, okay. Or looking, you know, for a thruple or. Okay, this might be too personal. Is that something that you would consider? I'm just curious. No. Um, Fair enough. Nothing against it. I just think I'm too jealous of a person to do that. Um, which I guess is one of my flaws, maybe. I don't know. I just don't. I just don't think I could share someone like that but you never know maybe I could fall in love with two people who are in a relationship I don't know it's not something I've ever done I think it's good that you have some insight into you know being kind of having some jealousy in that regard um which makes it really a strength I think you know yourself okay I'll take that (laughs) I'm really good at validating (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you murdered uh, someone? They probably had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> they had it coming. Ooh. A little little glimpse into Gemma's singing there for everyone. Plus, I love Chicago. <laughs> so good. Uh, I saw it, actually, for the first time. Mm, oh, how was ago. it? I've seen, the, I've seen the film loads, but I'd never seen the show. Me too. It was Me really too. good. In Cracking fact, pivot show. real quick. Did... Did you guys have AOL Instant Messenger when you were younger? Okay. So this is a familiar (laughs) thing for you. Uh, I saw that movie so many times in the theater that I made like my AIM screen name on everybody's lips, which, you know, because Roxy has that song. The name on everybody's lips is gonna be Roxy. Roxy. Um, But as you can probably (laughs) venture to guess... (laughs) No one actually perceived or interpreted my screen name that way. <laughs> no, to be fair, I mean, I know that film really well, but if I saw that, I'd be like, oh, all right, Kate. Okay, well. <laughs> I was Someone's in like, been hoeing about. <laughs> I was in like junior high or high school. I was really young. Come on. Oh, it's even worse. <laughs> I know it is, but I don't know. You're dumb when you're young, right? <laughs> yeah, true. Um, Okay, how about NSA? Okay, and uh, not 
standard apples. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't that know. That one is no strings attached. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I knew that. Of course. <laughs> God, but what that. does that mean to you if you see that? Like, we're, it's just going to be casual, no expectations? Yeah, I guess so. Um, they just want to hook up. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but you don't see that one that often anymore because you can literally put on your, uh, they have like, I don't know, basic info. Um, you can put whether you're up for something casual, something serious, blah, 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 blah. Does it filter filter people to like show you similar matches who also will like put that or? You can if you pay for like the premium. <laughs> Dang up. Who pays for a premium? Yeah. Who does that? <laughs> um, okay, so obviously we spoke about ghosting. We all know what ghosting mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, but have you ever heard of breadcrumbing? My immediate thought is the story of Hansel and Gretel leaving breadcrumbs to like get back to where they came from. So like kind of think linking that to the dating world might like keeping keeping like something alive I guess just so like just in case you want to come back to it does that make sense yeah that's yeah that's pretty much it really um it's just like, like keeping a someone on the hook tool. like yeah they're not really interested but they're just gonna keep sending you the odd message just to you know try and keep your interest or I guess for a bit of validation oh that's um, kind of manipulative yeah um I've had that, but I didn't know what it was at the time. You didn't think that they were, you didn't know what breadcrumbing was, or you just didn't quite understand that that's what they were doing? Both, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I read about it on uh, the Reddit dating sites and was like, oh, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Block. <laughs> Block. Thank you. Bye. Oh, boy. Well, I feel like we're doing the world a favor by talking about this so people know. People should know about this. Yeah. We're educating people. What goes on <laughs> in this terrible, terrible online dating world? <laughs> yeah, it's like a public service. Okay, so breadcrumbing kind of related to ghosting, but just like still kind of there. Like the ghost that yeah, comes back and haunts you. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of related to orbiting as well. Um, which is essentially mm. where like a person will ghost you, but then continue to like stalk your social media. Um, which again is like quite, can be quite difficult to deal with because you're like, they ghosted me, but they're still looking at my Insta stories. Like, are they interested? What's going on here? And Okay. I was just going to ask if like these, some of the dating apps that you're on, does do they tell you who's checking out your profile? But you said I get Insta because you can see who views your stuff, and obviously you have friends, and if they like like your posts. But on the apps, can you tell if someone's still kind of like checking you out? No. Okay. No, no, you can't see it. But it'd be so like, this is yeah, when it's you've... kind of bridged into your social media. The person you added them or something like that. Yeah, 
what often happens is you'll be talking on the apps and then you might exchange numbers and chat off the apps. And then once you've exchanged numbers, obviously Insta will like connect their profile. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, It'll say you might know this person or something like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, that, that's interesting. Um, never heard of that one. Cushioning. Hmm. Mm. This sounds like a sex thing. So this is when you meet someone you really like, but they're already in a relationship. The way they flirt with you via text makes it seem like they're interested, but they make no indication that they're planning on leaving their current partner. This is cushioning, a.k.a. the act of keeping the seat warm in case they want to use it somewhere down the line. Okay, so that's basically just a new way of saying mixed messaging. Yeah, essentially. Sort of. I like it. Short and sweet. Still sounds like a sex thing, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, much like cottaging. <laughs> Ooh, is it's that the like next cottaging. one? Or are you... <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, do you know what cottaging is? No. <laughs> I'm married for 35 years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me get the definition up. Um, okay, so it's the action of engaging in homosexual acts in a public toilet. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Just homosexual, huh? That seems oddly specific. Yeah. Why not just any sexual act? No, apparently you need to be homosexual for that. Okay. the I'm not, it's not quite linking for me, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> basically a, the boomer of millennial well i mean don't blame me it's urban dictionary <laughs> you created this i know you did <laughs> i was the creator of cottaging no i wasn't um okay oh the slow fade this is a common one is it like the opposite of breadcrumbing yeah, it's essentially like a slow ghost. Okay. So yeah, I think that's maybe what I meant. Starts to like slowly drop, mm -hmm. um, and they just fade into the background. Okay. Um, situationships. This was a new one. Well, I've I feel like I've heard this term. It's almost like the throwback of when Facebook let you put it's complicated up, I feel like, but I might be wrong. So tell me. So it's essentially the space between a committed relationship and something more than a friendship. Um, so there's so a situation. Yeah, so it's like... Oh, I don't know really how to explain it. It's just basically you're pretty much in a relationship, but like potentially one person doesn't actually want to commit. So they have the benefit of the relationship, but they're like, oh, do you know, don't want to make it official. Um, oh. Yeah. Sounds complicated. It does sound complicated, yeah. 
but yeah, apparently it happens a lot. Have you had a situation ship? No. Don't think I have. No. I feel like I probably have, but it was far too long ago for us to come up with such a clever term. Yeah. Because again, <laughs> married for 35 years. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's like, I feel it. what have I heard recently? I hear cuffing, you know, cuffing season a lot, which I, I kind of know what that means. And I mm. I think the thing that I always wonder is wh- why did we need to come up with terms for these things? And then, I, of course, it's just like that's just kind of human nature and language, right? Yeah. And who is successful at doing that? Like, it's hard enough finding a relationship in this crazy online dating world but like how do people manage like i'm just gonna find a relationship <laughs> for the winter months like god well it makes you wonder if it, because we developed this kind of term for it that became pretty regularly used that people became more open to the idea it almost gave people like permission to do so yeah, I, I don't know, so. but it's a good question. Yeah, apparently there's the opposite of cuffing as well. What's it called? Uh, Uncuffing? <laughs> it's like for the summer. Um, um, oh, oystering. Sunscreening. That's what it's called. Oystering. Really? Yeah. What? Oh, no. That sounds like no, a no, sex no. thing. It does, doesn't it? Oh, no, sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm completely wrong. Oystering is a term that encourages people to celebrate their freedom and embrace being single post-breakup. Oh, I've tried that a few times and was never successful. Hey, I did that for <laughs> five years. Every time I was like, I'm just going to be single for once. Oh, will you be my boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> oh, will you be my boyfriend? Please, sir, be my boyfriend. <laughs> that's all you need to do, folks. This yep, is coming from it. a married woman. So hot, hot dating tips. <laughs> well, those are good. I feel like I'm curious to kind of have an ongoing conversation about this because we know there's gonna be more that come up there it's mm. always new stuff and it's always the you know you youths are so smart with your new terms with you just so proud of you fangled terms well done guys <laughs> but for us oldies Hello, it's you. bloody confusing <laughs> right i just speak in plain english well but here's the thing once once us olds start using it that's when the youths are like oh god now we gotta come up with something else it's kind of like when they opened up facebook to everybody i was like oh grandma's on here now yeah i guess i better go somewhere else what makes me feel really old is like i don't know what it's like in america at the moment but our like 90s fashion is back (sighs) like with a vengeance and like the worst of it as well Mm-hmm. To be fair, I'm liking the flares. I'm I dig the flares. I'm fed up of skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I went 
shopping the other week and was like, it was like being transported back to my youth. I was like, what's happened? (laughs) I mean, for me, it's the same. And it kind of started when we were over there for the weddings last summer. And Mm. I was in, I want to say it was like H&M and it was mesh and crop tops. And I'm I'm just like, where? I didn't wear this when I was like young enough to wear these things. And where where am I? Do I have to like go to Grandma's R Us now to shop? Where am I supposed to shop? <laughs> I don't know. Oh God, we're so old. Yeah, oh. so that's true here. It's a lot of. I I agree with the flares. Kind of the wide leg trousers. I'm into them, and I have been wearing them for a while. But I just I haven't bought clothes that's outside of like leggings and sweatshirts for a while yeah and that's because i don't go to work in an office anymore (laughs) (laughs) ah and is that since the pandemic or have you always done that so um it's largely been because of the pandemic but before the pandemic there was an opportunity with my work to have a flexible work environment is what it's called Mm -hmm. And, you know, depending on what you had going on for the day, you could choose to work at home or somewhere not the office. And I was someone who opted to be at the office every day because, um, I don't know, I suck, I guess. (laughs) But as soon as the pandemic hit and we went virtual, like exclusively, I still got up and got dressed and put on work clothes, pretty like kind of my normal routine just because I was like, this isn't going to last forever and mm. I need to have a little structure. Um, and three years later, uh, almost kind of to the day, uh, I've been remote. So I gave up. Finally <laughs> <laughs> wore me down. I gave up. <laughs> now you work in your dressing gown. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I have kind of like a I'll try to explain this in a way that makes sense. If I have a service, like a mediation with with clients and attorneys, or if I, you know, something that seems a little more formal, I will try to, you know, not wear what I'm wearing right now, for example. Um, Mm. But even then, it's like, I'll just put on a shirt that doesn't look like it's too dirty or like workout gear. And if I am writing all day or don't have any meetings or if I'm just meeting with a parent for kind of an interview for an evaluation, I go away casual and no one's complained so far, but I just, it's kind of like I am sitting in my house and I try to make my little office space look kind of, you know, nice and clean and stuff, but it's just like, come on, let's not have too high expectations here. Mm. And I'm not going to lie, like it's been rough. I don't love it. I would like to do a little bit more in-person stuff. I would like to see my colleagues a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But I think that I'm kind of in the minority as far as that. I think my majority of my colleagues really do enjoy working from home. And I understand some of them, you know, their commutes were annoying and they have kids. Um, So I get it. But it's just like there have been times when I don't think I've left my house for days because (laughs) – I know you probably think I have a roaring social life, Gemma. I don't. Well, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not unusual for me to like go four or five days where I haven't been in a car or, you know, left my yard. Mm. 
And do you have the opportunity to go back to the office if you want? So that's a complicated question that is still not quite clear to myself or my colleagues. The, oh, really? The authorities that the powers that be uh, sort of kind of shut down our space. We are still allowed to go there, but I kind of, I don't really ever have a need um, unless mm. I have to testify in court. And obviously I would be going to the courthouse and yeah. in person and stuff, but that's not often. So, and there's like satellite offices we could go to, but again, it's like, why, why am I doing this? Am I, I'm just going to, I'm just trying to get out of the house then and then I would maybe try to coordinate with a colleague to meet them I don't know but it's just mm. opportunities there but it's kind of like it just seems kind of like a waste of effort yeah fair. I mean my work were like as soon as the restrictions were taken away they were very much like everyone needs to be back at the office immediately um, but they have now just introduced a hybrid working scheme for office workers um but a lot of a lot of people already contracted to work from home like for me example I've always worked from home since I started this job so the pandemic to be honest didn't feel any different to me really mm-hmm. um Except apart like from the fact life, that maybe yeah apart from social life um and going to the shops was a bit weirder because we all had to wear masks and stay away from everyone. Yeah, that um, risk of death. Yeah, that little cheeky little risk of death that they had going around. <laughs> um, and we could only go out for a walk once a day. But I did that anyway because I've got a dog, so... <laughs> didn't genuinely didn't make any difference I just ate a lot more was that monitored at all like oh I saw you twice today ah I think it was somewhere I think certain counties were more strict than others um but I I don't know to be honest I think a couple few people got in trouble for driving you know down to the coast or really far away from where they lived um, but it's difficult to enforce that kind of rule, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Not unless you guys had, like, people posted outside everyone's doors. Exactly, and, like, barriers set up at the edge of each town, and that would have been a bit fucking ridiculous. Um, well, and obviously we talked kind of over that time frame, and I remember you and, and Keith talking about, like, things that were happening there. But then also seeing, like, on the news, there was, I can't quite remember what it was, but it was just, like, the British people refuse to not go to the pub. (laughs) (laughs) I won't give up my pub. I will not do it. I'm going for a pint. Um, Yeah, I think people took the first lockdown quite seriously. And then the second lockdown, a load of shit had come out about certain politicians breaking the rules um obviously i don't know if you've heard but we've got uh i think it's what's it called party gate where basically (laughs) it's now transpired that boris and all his little tory minions were having parties on a friday night when everyone was in lockdown and people weren't allowed to go and see their dying relatives um 
So I had heard about that and was not mm. surprised because we had some similar things here. But yeah, there's been like a big just like oh yeah, the rules don't apply to us. <laughs> yeah, we're the ones that set the rules. But oh yeah, and then another politician are at the time. Um, oh God, I'm really hungover, so my brain's not working. But he <laughs> is the. What was he? Let me Google it quickly. Um, he was a health secretary, Matt Hancock. Oh, the health secretary. So he was the guy that set the rules for lockdown and, mm-hmm. you know, made us all impose these restrictions. And he was caught copping off with his secretary um, and it was leaked. And at that time, you weren't allowed to see people or touch people that weren't inside your bubble. Um, so the guy that was making the rules was having an affair. Um, so at that point, everyone was like, fuck off. I'm going to the pub. Okay, so you kind of said it, but copping off. <laughs> oh, so okay, they yeah. were they were cushioning. They- got <laughs> whatever was stirring they were engaged in a passionate snog um and he touched her bum in the video as well oh i feel i do feel like i heard about that yeah. oh boy i think that would be like the equivalent of our <coughs> dr fauci who is was like the cdc kind of guy yeah i remember saying talking a lot about, about him. like yeah, I mean, I'm kind of simplifying his role, but it that would have been like him being like, yep, we need to distance and stay home and wear masks and then basically throwing a giant frat boy kegger at his house and no yeah. one's wearing masks and everyone's making out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which um, if you Google Dr. Fauci, that would be quite hilarious. A visualization. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he looked like a lovely, sweet man. <laughs> yeah, like your grandpa. And it's like, Grandpa, why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless him. Yeah, so I, you know, the pandemic really has changed things for me. Um, and I, I'd be lying if I said if t- tomorrow the order was everyone go back to the office and work Monday through Friday at the office, it wouldn't be like, a, a difficult adjustment for me mm. but I I do think that like for my work in particular um while it can be done virtually something about staring at a screen for several hours and like talking to people about kind of serious things it's just there's like this exhaustion to it that yeah isn't quite as intense if it were in person plus I feel like I miss things mm. you know when I evaluate people in their in some of their disputes with their yeah co-parent. it must be it, it's it's, I, I do feel you can't like read body I, language or pick up on yep. cues as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. And I miss, I miss seeing my colleagues. I miss walking down the hall and just saying, oh man, I have this case that's kind of like I'm struggling with. Can I mm. pick your brain for a second? And it's, it's different than having to like look and see who's green or red or yellow and who might be available to chat with. And yeah. So I miss that. Well, and what about you? Well, it didn't affect me. I like working from home. I love it. Um, every now and then I have to go up to one of our offices, which is fine. It's nice to see people, nice to have the social interaction. But by the end of the day, I'm ready to come back to my home office. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it definitely affected um, 
like the teams that I manage, a lot of them were office-based and their attitude to working seemed to really change. Like we'd have some people that all of a sudden were then really kicking up a fuss about their commute and, you know, being really difficult in the working environment. And it was sort of like, well, you you know, you, you are contracted to work from the office. That's what you were hired to do. You did that before everything. But their attitude changed. It was like, well, I worked from home during the pandemic, so why can't I do that now? Mm-hmm. I'm having to spend loads yeah. of money driving into the office. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of difficult to deal with. And it's, yeah, sometimes you have to be like, well. Well, that was my question. And, like, kind of being in the business of having to maybe manage people, do you feel like, even though you were working from home kind of before the before times, um, that was my question because I, I took on a supervisory role for a minute um, after the pandemic hit and had to kind of navigate all of that along with the people mm. that I managed just in like, how do we do this? What's best practice and stuff? And there was no good answer. And I can understand why someone who like it was in person before we had to do it remotely for a while, but now the expectation is back and it's, it's kind of, the question's kind of like, well, why we already showed that it was effective you know, mm. remotely. So why can't that continue? And m- me being kind of stuck in that middle management position being like, I don't know. I don't have a good answer. I just know that I was told I had it's to bring everyone back. Yeah, yeah. That's it. it sucked. And the thing is as well is, you know, it comes down to an element of trust and productivity as well. Mm-hmm. There's some people on my teams that I would trust to work from home and there's others that I would not. And I know that they're just going to log on to their PC and not actually do any fucking work. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's tricky. Managing people is. Yeah. I don't miss it. Hard. Hmm. But there's some good things that kind of came out of it too. I feel like just the, the way the world changed, including, you know, the study that was in the UK about the four day work week. Yeah. And, you know, I do think this is an interesting difference between the UK and the U S just generally, <clears throat> excuse me. I think I caught your cough. Oh, no. (laughs) But, like, how the work ethic between the U.S. and the U.K. and kind of expectations around work and vacation even. You guys have, like, so much vacation time, and I think it's just kind of like a expectation. And here it's, like, some jobs don't even get that. And, like, going on vacation almost just – it's not worth it for people considering kind of work expectations and work ethic – yeah, so it's not a legal requirement to have a certain amount of holiday leave for the U.S., right? Depending on the job. I mean, a lot of, I'm going to say kind of the more like the retail industry, labor industry, you know, if you like work at a grocery store, um, restaurant, that sort of thing. No, lot. it's really? more just like, well, I guess I need this day off. And so then you don't have your shift scheduled that day. But like in the, I don't know if the right term is like white collar, maybe mm. that might not be the right term, but like in my role, I get a certain amount that increases the longer I work where I work, yeah. mm. but it starts at like 10 days. Really? My mm-hmm. God. I find that mad. Like absolutely mental. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, coming to visit, you know, we try to come visit for longer than a weekend, obviously, yeah. because of the distance. 
mm-hmm. and having to take unpaid time those first yeah, few years suck. just because I never had enough vacation. <laughs> God, yeah, it's crazy to me. So I assuming they aren't trialing the four-day week in America or are they? Well, so that article came out about the study in the UK, I don't know, maybe like a couple months ago and how successful it was. And maybe there's some like businesses that were a part of the trial that are going to continue. Just looking mm-hmm. at this article, it looks like um, over, an overwhelming majority of 61 companies that participated from June to December will keep going with the shorter hours that most because most employees were stressed and had a better work-life balance. And I think productivity either stayed the same or increased. Mm-hmm. What I'm not sure about is how they navigated that. Was it just, oh, we're actually going to make everyone work less hours? Are you going to do, oh, yeah. So it looks like maybe it was 32 hours instead of 40, which is great because I, the oh. thing that I don't think I would like is if they took away a day of work and I was expected to work 10 hours. More hours, you know, yeah. To make up for it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'd like that. Um, but following this, I did see a couple articles where it was maybe introduced in certain states or maybe even talked about and like federally about whether this is something worth pursuing. I just, I can't, I can't foresee it happening here. I mean, as I already said before, the kind of work ethic here is not really focused on work-life balance or like meeting the needs of workers. So. Mm. Bastards. Well, to be fair, my, my company would never go for it. Yeah, I was going to ask that. I'd love it because I've always thought it's not fair that we work five days a week and get two days off. It should be Mm -hmm. a little bit more balanced Um, and people would be so much happier just having that extra day. I mean, obviously we get a lot of um, what we call UK bank holidays where they're Mm -hmm. like public holidays. And it's so much nicer when you just have a three day weekend because you have more time to you know, life admin, just getting shit done. Yeah. Um, and yeah. It's, well, and with the, ba- I mean, I guess we have kind fun. of like bank holidays. They're not called that, but like those days where they're holidays. Mm. And if I wanted to do like normal administrative life stuff, go to the bank or something like that, I couldn't because they're closed. Everything's shut. Yeah. And so having kind of an extra day that's just like a day off, but things are still running. So you could do your shopping. You could go to the doctor. You could go to, you know, the bank. You could have people, like workers come to your house and stuff because you have to take time off for that if you need to be home and you don't work from home. Mm. Um, it would be a lot better. It would. And I mean, there's a huge mental health crisis going on at the moment. So. Say more about that. I hadn't heard about that. <laughs> no? We're not aware. <laughs> uh-uh. No, I feel great. Despite what I just said about working from home. (laughs) (laughs) Never have any issues. I'm absolutely fine. Yeah. Well, you never know. But it would be nice. I'd enjoy it. I would too. Let's let's just go ahead and like do that for ourselves. I think we can do that, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I know people that work a four-day week. But as you say, they work more hours to make up for Mm -hmm. the lost day. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, I, I probably wouldn't be adverse to that because I kind of work long hours anyway. <laughs> so yeah, me too, to be fair. Be, it'd just be, you'd just get an extra day off, I guess. Yeah. I suppose mm. if it meant to, I had to do 10, I mean, 
I can think of a handful of times in the last month that I probably worked 12 hours, you know, just to yeah. get stuff done. So, exactly. oh, we can but dream. Well, on that note, something a little lighthearted. Yeah. What do you got for me, Kathy? I mean, Kate? <laughs> you are one of the chosen few, I guess. But I have a feeling now I'm going to hear that more often. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Please okay. do not come at Kathy. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you about, I saw this article that's kind of like the most well it's titled top 100 most beautiful british slang words and phrases mm. and it was Tell kind of like oh i will sit tight <laughs> hold on to your pants <laughs> and i think the kind of it was like listen check what these mean they <clears throat> they're way better than what you know americans say so we should adopt okay. these kind of slang words. And yeah. so I guess I want to know, you can tell me what it means, whether mm-hmm. you use it. Um, tosser. Yes, I use tosser. Well, not regularly, but yeah, it's a, it's a common British slang word. Um, it just means like a, a wanker, a prick, an idiot. You're such a tosser. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that defined idiot. Is what it says, and you know, you said wanker too, which is also on here because that's not I think one. It comes from like used. tossing, tossing someone off, you know. Oh, just like wanking, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, idiot. It sounds. I mean, it's obviously kind of a, a little more crude, but it also sounds a little bit nicer than just "you're such an idiot." <laughs> yeah, I guess it does. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, cock up. Yep. So you cocked something up messed something up uh you made a right cock up of that so you made a small innocent mistake (laughs) (laughs) but you can also use it in the terms of you cocked that right up so it's not a small innocent mistake (laughs) it says screw up on here wow (laughs) you should be fired that was a royal cock up do you, and you said you use that. When was the last time yeah. you used it? Uh, I've been quite often when I've cocked something up at work, really. <laughs> so usually when you're referring to yourself. Yeah. Um, bloody. All the time. Every day. Um, it's like okay. a... Uh, we use it to like accentuate things i guess um i feel like the way i've heard it kind of, like you said it's like an emphasis yeah so like bloody good like very good but what it says yeah. on here is damn so i guess damn good okay yeah yeah i guess in that context it is but, but you could also use hell. it as bloody awful and yeah bloody hell is like it's weird thinking about these terms that we just use every day, but seeing it from your perspective mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. funny. Um, yeah, I guess bloody hell is probably the most famous English term, I guess, mm-hmm. from an American's perspective. It um, is. And, and pop and it. Be- Hello, pop it. 
But yeah, bloody hell is, I guess, like an ex- exclamation of, uh, I guess, shock or like, uh, it's kind of like an, oh my God, bloody hell. Like, <laughs> I don't know, it's really hard to describe. I think it kind of is multi-purpose, and so it surprises me to see, like, on this thing, which doesn't, as far as I can tell, should not be taken as, you know, the foremost expert the on the meanings mm-hmm. of these things. But damn, I just was like, oh, that's not what I probably would have said if someone asked me what bloody is meant to mean. But okay. no, blimey! Oh, blimey, governor! Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I don't use that one that often. <laughs> that a little old um, school i think i would use that if for example i'm in a situation where like in a i don't know a client meeting or somewhere where i can't swear mm-hmm. and someone said something i don't know shocking or you know gave us some data that was crazy but, oh blimey like it's it's kind of my polite way of being like oh shit <laughs> So this says, my goodness. So that seems to track. Yeah. Would it be kind of an alternative? Like, is bloody considered a little too aggro? Or would you feel comfortable using that in a client meeting? No, I'd probably use that. It's it's not considered swearing here, really. Okay. So yeah, I'd say bloody. Gutted. Gutted. That's, I'm really sad or upset about that. Um, devastated maybe devastated yeah Um, really really gutted that I let my tea go cold (laughs) (laughs) gutted for you mate (laughs) (laughs) so that is not I don't think I really knew that until you know I met Sean and met all you Mm. and Obviously, so that's not something that you would use. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And it just like, it makes me think of kind of like a knife to the gut, I guess. Yeah. Like, that's how it's like a, or a punch to the mm. gut maybe. So I could, it works. I like it. I, I've always liked gutted, but yeah. Yeah. And that's how I'd use it as if something really bad happened that, you know, genuinely makes you feel that gut wrenching mm-hmm. feeling. Um, that's when yeah. I think I'd use it. Fancy. <laughs> Fancy. <laughs> In what Fancy context? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So is that not something you'd... Fancy a coffee? No. No. Okay. Uh-uh. Mm. Or I fancy that. Yeah, that's just not... I don't think that's just... A sh- Probably because I think of, you know, on Netflix, every other show is, you know, based in Britain. And so probably yeah. hearing it maybe people, but no, it's exclusively, I think, really? British or England, yeah. I did not know that. So yeah, I guess, yeah, we do it all the time. Fancy meeting up. Sod off. Fancy a chat. Sod off. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> For the listeners at home, S O D sod like yeah. the grass. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind Seriously. of it's more of like a mum thing to say, mm. in my opinion. 
I don't think sort of our generation would say it that much, but yeah, I can imagine a mum going, sod off. So I, I just, one time, one time Sean's mum called me a, a daft bint, a dozy bint. <laughs> Is that a mum oh, thing or was she being super aggro at me? <laughs> yeah, I think that's like a northern thing. Yeah, daft bint. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> so what does it mean? Do you know? I don't really know what bint means. Um, daft is obviously silly. Fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's like, you know, it's a, a kind, like insult if that makes sense <laughs> mm. endearing yeah yeah, yeah i feel yeah, like she's endearing. also called me like a dozy cow or something like that and i'm like how do you think i'm fat <laughs> <laughs> um okay let me just look through these i know there's some good ones on here okay Zed, the fact that you guys say Zed and we say Z has always just been something that I thought was so weird and mm. interesting and why. <laughs> yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Um, I don't know why. Like you have a full word to exp- for a letter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who came up with that? Why is it a thing? Uh, um, Margaret Thatcher, I think. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw a thing the other day, actually, about um, how like every word for the alphabet starts with the letter. So like mm-hmm. A, B, C, D, you know. But then you get to W, that starts with a D. It should be wobble you. <laughs> oh my god you're right <laughs> never ever once have i thought of that that is no i haven't either today Blew i learned mind. i'm today years old <laughs> when i learned that <laughs> from now on i will be using wobble you wobble you <laughs> um here's i'll just do a few more uh Dodgy? Dodgy, yep. Um, definitely would use that. It's like something's a bit wrong with it. Um, God, it's so hard to explain what these mean because I just use them as everyday language. What does it say there? Suspicious. Yep, suspicious, yeah. It looks like a dodgy bloke. Mm-hmm. Um, dodgy wouldn't go on that curry. wouldn't go on that bridge it looks a bit dodgy yeah you know yeah um pants what is in like our okay so pants for us is our underwear yep pants for you is your <laughs> outerwear <laughs> yep but pants also could like that's quite pants i feel like i've heard oh yeah like that's quite yeah, yeah. that's bad lame that's pants yeah but yeah, it, panties is what this is referring to. And I, it wasn't my story, but it was um, a story from 
the person who whose wedding I went to where I met Sean, um, where it's like, you know, oh, going to put on my pants and it's like, you're not wearing any right now? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm going to go put on pants. I'm wearing, you know, whatever. It's like, (laughs) thanks for sharing, I guess. (laughs) What? You are going to pants? And I, yeah, I I use pants. All the time. And I know you guys, when you hear me say it, you know what I'm talking to. Yeah. But part of me always wonders if you guys think I'm, you just immediately think my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've learned to now know that it's, you're talking about your trousers. But yeah, we say trousers. Um, last one. And I'm only asking this because I've never once heard this. And I'm just curious if you have strawberry creams. Strawberry creams? Not the chocolate? No. Not the oh. chocolate, actually. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, breasts? <laughs> no. I've never heard that. Okay, so maybe Strawberry this is creams. a little outdated. <laughs> I'm going to use that from now on. Yeah, I uh, uh, saw that and was like, mm, you know, that seems like maybe it's perhaps a little old. I actually do yeah, have maybe. one more, and I promise this is the last one because I like it. Chav. Oh, yeah. Chav's a good one. We also have Pikey. Do you know what Pikey is? I do, but pretend I don't. Okay, so a Chav is like... It probably varies, actually, as to where you're from, as to what it means. But it's like, um, I guess it could be someone who is, uh, I don't want to offend anyone. But I guess if you're offended, then you know you're a chav, so. (laughs) I think people people wear that term proudly. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I mean, for us, or for me, it was like... um, like people that wear like tracksuit bottoms and caps and, <laughs> but like come from like I guess like lower income families um but it was like it's so white trash like a, yeah white trash is the like definition and I, I that's how I've always kind of considered chab to be just the equivalent of what we would say in America as white trash yeah I think that's a good description. But yeah, we also use pikeys, which mm-hmm. is kind of like the same thing. Um, or oh, that's a bit yeah. pikey. It's a bit. Yeah, yeah. he's always a pikey, isn't he? <laughs> Can you do some accents, like Chav accent, pikey accent? <laughs> Please. Uh, um, I can try, yeah. Uh, so like... It's funny, actually, because they had, like, a lot of, um, when I was younger, considering this is quite a kind of well-off area, mm-hmm. um, in southeast of England, you know, it's quite well-to-do. People usually talk quite posh. Um, and I knew a couple of people when we were sort of in school and growing up that would talk as if they were from, like, the ends of London and uh, use what we say a rude boy accent. So it'd be like... 
Oh, I'm really nervous. I can't do it. Um. <laughs> yes, you can. I can't. Um, stick like, all right, fam. How you doing, man? Like, where are you going tonight? You're going to come around my house and, like, chill? <laughs> that's that accent. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was thinking of. Have, did you ever watch the show Misfits? Yes, I love Misfits. Kel- the character Kelly, yeah. I think, was kind of the Chav character, wasn't she? Yeah, so, like, big earrings, trackies hair really slicked back like, yeah almost painfully so that was nicknamed uh, a chelsea facelift oh, oh okay yeah. <laughs> because your hair back so up. tight yep yep <laughs> and they i think they referred to her as chav a lot and at one yeah. point they were eating you know bacon sandwich which is like a thing mm-hmm. and she they're saying she's like is this brunch or like what the fuck is brunch <laughs> that was a bit northern like, oh, yeah you're chef yeah, well <laughs> and she might have been i don't know like her character might have been but it's obviously i suck at accents too <laughs> <laughs> that's also a weird thing isn't it that there's so many different accents in england mm-hmm. but we're like i don't know something like half the size of texas but we have like so many different accents in such a small area. Well, and where you're from is kind of, I think what you will often hear on like BBC. And I think that's what a lot of people think is like how, how British people sound, you Mm. know, and it's kind of like the non-dialect dialect. I like to compare it to kind of, my accent like mine is almost like the lack of accent I know this isn't right and so don't yeah. at me but like I don't have the lilt I don't have the southern drawl mm. I might sound a little bit more northern um and some things I say but generally speaking you if you watch the news you might hear people who sound or have an accent more like mine too especially yeah. like national news um rather than someone who's super southern or like yeah. oh my god Ew, so gross. Ew. Ew, David. Ew, David. Ew. (laughs) Where does Moira's voice come from? So I actually know this. It's not one, actually. From what I remember just reading about that character, she, um, what is her name? Uh, Catherine something. Mm. She blended a couple accents to make it kind of I think her goal was kind of like this transatlantic accent which was very kind of like the posh accent of I don't know like the 50s I think Catherine Hepburn when and when I think about her and so you know David David (laughs) that's kind of how that's how she sounds (laughs) so it's not really any one accent I think just wanted to make her sound really unique and kind of crazy (laughs) yeah Oh, it's so good. It makes me laugh so much. I love that show. Yeah. So great. They might be bringing it back. I think I'll save more of those that those lists for other shows because there's a lot of them. There's just a lot. And it's I just there are so many times when I would hear you say something or Sean say something and I would just say, Yeah, I don't I go I don't know what that is. You're gonna go <laughs> you're gonna have to go ahead and explain that one to me, please. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. What I found really interesting as well is as Sean's lived 
in obviously America for quite some time now, how his uh, like words change for things. Mm-hmm. Like when he started saying trash instead of rubbish. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh, what's the other one? Gas. Gas, yeah. So I'm going to the gas station. I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> You're going to the petrol <laughs> station, actually. <laughs> when did you become Or bathroom, American? right? Yeah. That's a big one. I'm sorry. Toilet sounds like you need to, like, why do I need to tell you exactly what I'm doing in there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go to the bathroom and you can, we can leave it at that. <laughs> or Lou. I remember when we Lou came over cute. and I was in a restaurant. I was like, where's the Lou? And they looked at me like I was fucking crazy. <laughs> Sorry. Was that Lou? in like Sioux City, Iowa? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't surprise yeah. me then. I feel like depending on where you go, it might be a little bit, people might be more familiar with it, but. <laughs> yeah, so I just, I just assume it's a term everyone knows, but clearly not. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking nope. about. Nope. Sorry. Tap and faucet was another fun experience for us in the in our household where yeah. I was cooking and I asked Sean to turn on the faucet because I needed, like, I was going to carry something over to it and my hands are full. Yeah. And he kind of just looks at me around reaches up and turns on the like the oven or the stove hood vent fan (laughs) and I'm like okay now turn on the the faucet and he's like that's not the faucet the sink he's like oh the tap (laughs) oh that's funny yeah good times good times good times we live and we learn Mm -hmm. and you know we get through those awkward moments together Exactly. <laughs> well, you wanna you wanna do one more? Should we wrap up for the day? Yeah, I think uh, I think we've talked about some shit, haven't we? We did talk some shit today. Some major mm-hmm. shit, some minor shit. Don't add us. Send oh, in shit. your shit talking requests if you want to all of our five listeners. <laughs> boop, boop. Oh, uh, I do have a question for you. Okay. Hit me. Um, there's been a request for mm. you to tell us what the equivalent to camel toe is from <laughs> listeners at home, Levi and Cassie. <laughs> so we call camel toe a wild boar toe. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. It's just it's just camel toe. It's Oh, it's the same. <laughs> I think if people can create words like breadcrumbing, cuffing, whatever, we can change camel toe. So wild borto. Wild borto. That's it. Get it going. Let's get it on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> We're making a trend. This is a new new thing. The reality is some things are the same anyway. We're all yeah. the same inside, guys. Yeah. We all the same blood. <laughs> and with that, thank you for listening to episode three. Thank you for coming back. Oh, we're loving people actually listening to us. Um, see you next time, motherfuckers. Uh, talking shit with a Yank and a Brit out. Mic drop. <laughs>